TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you for episode 418. And as always, I have the great privilege of shooting down to Melbourne to my brother from another mother. I love him to death. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, brother. Hello, brother. How are you, PC? I'm well. Are you a fan of love them to death or love them to life? Uh, well, when someone says knock them dead, I go, no, nah, no, nah, I'll knock them alive. So maybe I'm love them to life. That's probably what it would be. Now, but that's what I am. I'm, I'm an optimist. I'm an optimist. You know, the other day I was thinking about it. I was thinking, you know, 400 episodes is quite a lot. And then I was listening to Mark Howard, listening to Howard Games. I've been doing a lot of driving. It's actually not long after I listened to guy on dave norris podcast which I don't, I don't even know whether or not that's still going but i was listening to the howie games and um and he is up to episode 124 people are going congratulations well done 124 20 million downloads he's had i was like wow we've had 418 episodes and what are we at 100 million something like that i think i think we're about to hit <laughs> a million uh nine zeros we're about to hit nine zeros what's nine zeros one million. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Pretty good. So aging well is way more popular than sport. There's no doubt about it. Um, <laughs> now, before uh, before I introduce our very special guest, who is one of the few to make a return to 100 Not Out, yeah. I just need to let all of the listeners and the viewers know. This is because today's episode is proudly brought to you by the 100 Not Out Longevity Experience in Byron Bay, the very first one in Byron Bay. Mm. It's a very important community service announcement because there are some cheeky comments uh, distributing uh, themselves on social media, almost laughing at the fact that we're having a longevity experience in Byron Bay, given the deluge of rain that uh, southeast Queensland all the way down to Sydney has had over the last few days. I just want to let all of those cheeky people know that I have just been swimming in the beach in the most pristine ocean on a 30-degree day with blue skies, not a breath of wind, the day after the storm. And if anyone, anyone wants to point a finger at my beautiful backyard and say, I don't know what it will be like in May, well, let me just remind you that the day after a three-day storm, it is pristine. So that's just my little high horse rant for anyone that's dubious about coming to Byron Bay in May. Uh, we wouldn't do it uh, out of stupidity. We do it because anyone that's coming from anywhere south of Byron Bay is going to have a warmer experience than their little town. Sorry, Dave, I just had to get that off mine. That's for Alistair Mills who said, have you got your snorkels ready? Wow. So yes. Wow, Al, you should know better than that. <laughs> don't poke the bear. Don't poke the don't bear. Poke the Particularly um, when Marcus was, you know, previously living in Lee and Gatha, where just never sunshine, and now he's there. He's like, he's not even Victorian anymore, Piercy. We've lost him to far north New South Wales. That's it. Yeah. Particularly when anyone has a go at the location of our event, I'm going to defend it to the hilt. So there's another very important reason why we need to talk about Byron Bay today, because 
One of my neighbours uh, is our guest today. Uh, he's a dear man. And again, as I just mentioned, we have had Guy Lawrence on the podcast before. But today we get to talk about a topic that has come up either in the episodes or in the Facebook lives. Um, and it's largely around stress, but there's a few different avenues that we want to take it. And the reason why we are excited to talk to Guy Lawrence today is because we also get to announce that Guy will be weaving his magic at our Byron Bay Longevity Experience in May. Uh, he'll be running a breathwork and meditation workshop. I've seen Guy do this work twice in the flesh. I've had the privilege of seeing him uh, take a group of people at the Wellness Breakthrough and also recently up here in Byron Bay with uh, the Positive Real Estate Leadership Team. And he is, uh, I love watching a master at work. I have a great um, love affair with watching someone that is very good at what they do. It's like seeing you adjust someone, Damo. Like my, my just, I just love it. It just, it gives me goose pimples. And I love watching Guy weave his magic. He's the host of the Let It In podcast. He is a speaker, a retreat leader, a breath work guru, a meditation master. He's an ice bath junkie. An ice bath. An ass bath junkie. He said ass bath. It it gives us great joy to welcome him back to 100 on Out. Guy Lawrence, welcome back to the podcast. Gentlemen, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And to be on 418. Gee, that is some achievement, guys. Amazing. Thanks, Guy. Thanks, Guy. Wow. Keep pumping us up. We like it. We like it. Yeah. Incredible. Seriously, incredible. Yeah. Mate, uh, it's so great to have you back on. And, and as PC said before, not many people make it back on. Jill Smith's probably, or Jan Smith, sorry, Jan Smith's probably one person that's been on a few times and maybe a couple of others. Maybe Kim Morrison's been on a couple of times. But you're you're right up there, Guy, to get back on again. Wow. But, yeah, unbelievable. Mate, um, it has been a big couple of years for you. Um, I first met you when, when you were running 180 Nutrition, 180 Nutrition. You nailed that. That was massive. That was a huge brand. And um, now you're doing breath work, meditation, body-mind work. How are you finding all of that in this current climate? Um, I, I think it's more important than ever. It really is. And more and more people are coming to us because ultimately, you know, it's with what's going on there in the current climate, it's easy to fall into a very narrow bandwidth of reality, thinking that's all there is. And quite often, if that becomes our reality, we tend to live from a fearful place. Mm -hmm. And if we live from a fearful place, creating any kind of substantial change in our lives is very difficult because we're in the stress response all the time. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I get the feeling people are sick and tired of it. And they want to do something empowering. Like I only, um, I'll just go off on a tangent here, but I literally released a podcast episode with Bruce Lipton yesterday. Oh, and, uh, we love him. He's I, been on a couple of times. Yeah, he's a rock star, eh? And I, yeah. I spent li- nearly 90 minutes with him a couple of weeks ago. And he said the most, uh, he said one quote that's just stuck with me ever since. And he's like, it's time to, to gain knowledge. Knowledge is empowering. Mm-hmm. But um, knowledge of self is self-empowering so, and and i think that's that's where we're, we're it's all leading to and for me uh with you mentioned 180 nutrition and the, the success it had it was um, a beautiful thing it was incredible i surprised myself you know it wasn't just me it was a team effort um but then i got to a point where i achieved many things i even went out and bought a red ducati which i never thought i could do and and i had the material things i had the successful things and i had money coming in and yet i still was pretty miserable (laughs) 
and and then it's that's when the real self inquiry and the inner self work really started to blossom even more because I'd already been looking at it, but then it's like okay, this is this is real, and and I think uh, we're seeing that now. Mm. We well. are seeing it now. What's what's interesting also, I think, guy, at the moment is a lot of people um, are so on edge that they need to take a step back, like because mm. they're going to fall over, like like literally topple off the cliff. People are so on edge that. Um, you know, particularly here in Victoria, if people cough or sneeze, uh, they think that you've got COVID, even though there's no COVID in Victoria at the moment. Um, so the, people are, have become very polarised. Even we see this in the political uh, sphere. We look over in Western Australia, for example, where a massive land sw- slide has led to just one part party running the whole of Western Australia unanimously, un, you know, unopposed because people have swung into different poles like they're so disconnected from self that they're looking for um a polar a pole to i don't know hang on to or to to side with you know what i mean like that's me i'm right that's me i'm left that's where they're going because they don't know who they are so they haven't they've lost their middle ground that's what i'm finding Mm, totally and i think the most uh you said the most important thing then is to be able to take a step back to be able to actually breathe and create some space in our life and just slow down. And and I think it, the last year has definitely given us an opportunity to self-reflect, and we've had to do that. But I, uh, for me, it's self-reflection is great, but how do we actually take that further so we can create substantial change within ourselves to then start to change the way we are being on a day-to-day basis? And I think that's where it gets lost. And that takes work. It takes effort. Uh, just like maintaining health takes effort yes but but once we once we condition ourselves and have great habits and great structures and, and great support around us the effort can then be maintained without the initial effort of creating that change in the first place so um yeah creating that space is huge mm. so guy you've been one of the few people in my network that's had the courage to run real life events you know in the last six months i mm. ran one and uh and my wellness couch colleague Brett Hill got locked in South Australia the day before the event was run, and <laughs> That's right. I, I ran it solo. And I was like, "Oh, gee, this is just hairy." Um, you've done a couple, and Damo and I spoke. You know, we've obviously spoken every week since COVID hit, and we we're talking about that. You know, the trends that people were going on in their lives were exacerbated by COVID. So if they were in poor relationships, that was exacerbated. If they had poor wealth, that was exacerbated. If they had poor health, that was exacerbated. There's not Mm. too many. There are some exceptions to the rule, of course, but there hasn't been too many U-turns during this period of time. And for someone that has had um, up close in real life experience with a number of human beings, you know, in a retreat setting um, over the last six months, I'd love for you to make comment on, what you've observed um, and whether you're happy to go into that mind-body trauma connection that you and I have had private conversations around, and not into the, spe- the specifics of the trauma, but how you've seen people cleanse that or, un- or, or, or allowed that trauma to, to um, I suppose, redefine uh, their life on, on an in-the-flesh in basis because for many of us, we haven't actually had that much connection with humanity uh, to the on the same level that you've had um, recently. Yeah, what a question! It, you know, it's like we've forgotten who we really are. Mm-hmm. And then when them when people walk through that door, 
we can all very well wear a mask and say everything's good and and but the moment we start digging underneath it's like you know it all starts starting to move and starting to come out and how much we've been holding in there from what i witness if i break it down for just when people walk through the door initially what i've witnessed is that people are absolutely craving human connection and it's the irony is is that we're driving more division around connection at the moment and which has created more separation. And as, if you look at any law of separation, it creates more suffering. Mm-hmm. So that is a clear um, indicator for me. And then from that, what is revealing itself? There's a saying I always say is that you need to um, reveal it, to feel it, to heal it. And going through those sequences of events over what we do is over four days, um, it's amazing what can start to come out if we're willing to allow ourselves to feel safe enough to start to surrender to back to the body because we are so conditioned to live from the thinking mind, the analytical mind, and be in our heads. We let go of the right side of the self. We're kind of trying to solve all our situations from the neck up, yet there's a wealth of information just below the brain. that is the entire body and its intuitive system that can run with it. But if we're living our life on a daily basis, if the the media is our main source of information, if COVID is the main source of conversation, and we're constantly getting that that stress response, every time I open the media, I, 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 I don't know about you guys, but I get chills down my spine half the time yeah, instantly. Brightness. And it's like, far out just calm down a little bit let's yeah. let's try and get a realistic perspective view and if that's a reality and we are conditioning ourselves every single day to be that the body is you're training and conditioning the body to to respond beyond anything that the mind will tell it to it becomes like a like a, a horse out in the paddock you know you keep doing it a certain way it's going to start behaving a certain way like Pavlo's dog you know yeah. and to me that's when you want to over start overriding that and overcoming that and give yourself the opportunity to reveal that and reconnect back to the self, reconnect back to the body and start to listen to what the body is trying to tell you, then we can start to reveal it. Then we can start to feel what's actually going on and then we can start to heal it. But the the thing is as well, like, you know, like I said, we spent 90 minutes talking to Bruce Lipton about this the other day, but if that's, like a hard drive of the computer. I kind of look like the body these days, hard drive and software, where software being our consciousness, uh, you know, the, the signaling that's being passed through the body, information that's being passed and the hardware being the physical aspect of it. And from the moment we're born all the way up into this life, there is a record that's going into that hardware created from the software that's been running from it. And every now and then it needs a reboot. It needs a reset with a software upgrade. And I'm, what we are finding is that if people are giving themselves the space, allowing themselves to overcome that trauma, it is very possible. And that's when you can get into different tools and different techniques to start revealing that. Because it then creates a different sense of being. It's, it stops allowing the body to be responding in those reactive responses that's going beyond the thinking mind anyway. Mm. So it's we've got to almost remove the mind allow the wisdom of the body to know what it needs to do and then reset and then come back into the world with the, that sort of upgrade of version windows 2.0 to. <laughs> I love this. I, 
I agree with you. I I was recently talking to somebody, and guy, it's amazing that you say this, but I was saying that the brain is kind of like the hard drive, but the body. So below C one, um, the body is the operating system. So the operating system's part of how the body is going to operate, and that can be upgraded from time to time, but the brain can be erased. So the hard drive can be erased. Anyway, so I love your analogy. I love that. It's kind of like maybe the body's more RAM, so it's already just built in there. You know, it's kind of yeah. just what it is. But um, that's that's computer geek talk. You know, <laughs> for those of you who don't know computers, that's fine. Just keep sticking with your Mac and your iPhone. You don't need to know that stuff. But I was also – I was listening to a book the other day, and where you talk about reveal to feel to heal um, – I think where people have kind of lost who they truly are is because the media and everything around us, the environment, gears us to have finite thinking. So I've been listening to Simon Sinek's new book, and it's about infinite thinking. And so this ability to have infinite thinking to take us way beyond our immediacy to think into the future for the long term as opposed to immediate gain um, there needs to be a shift in humanity to think about what is the gain for others rather than the gain for self. Um, and where the other day PC and I were talking about being kind to yourself, I think that you can be kinder to yourself by involving others in your decision process. Like who are you thinking for when you make that decision? Is it just yourself? And if it is, then it's a finite thought as opposed to an infinite approach to life if that makes sense so i was kind of thinking that way and i really think that that kind of ties into what you're talking about maybe you could write a bestseller um that goes up against simon sinek that could be unbelievable that could be that could be a great guy what's your feeling around a finite thinking um in terms of its limitation versus an infinite thought process that's maybe more in touch with the universe and universal principles wow uh, that's that's a huge question, and it depends how far down the rabbit hole we want to go here. Sorry, I don't mark. Let's go market. deep. As let's go deep as you want to go. Yeah, let's, let's go deep. It. Let's go down the rabbit hole. You know, yeah. honestly, the way I look at this now, um, and I've had to have embodied experiences to change my conditional cultural belief systems. Is that fair enough? Mm -hmm. So I, I grew up, I was raised a certain way, I lived a certain way, I drank beer a certain way, I played rugby a certain way, you know, and. And I, I had an identity and belief of who I thought I was, you know, and how I thought and how I operated. And I never questioned it, never questioned it. That's just life, you know. And, and then, of course, the, the, the mechanics underneath start shifting and moving. And there's like this, why can't I scratch this internal itch that keeps, doesn't want to leave me alone? It follows me like a bad smell everywhere. And, and then the pain starts getting greater. And then you start looking. And, and it was from starting to observe my thoughts and my thinking, I started to do a lot of meditation. And from that meditation, I had a moment where I actually surrendered to myself so much, I actually expanded beyond myself and became part of something greater than myself, mm. like, like a fabric, a network. They call it the unified field, uh, unified field zero-point field, the divine matrix, you name it. They've all scientists have been talking about it, the quantum field. And it's like I was then became the drop in the ocean. And it was an instantaneous knowing and connection that came from that, that you just can't put words to. So I started having more and more of these experiences as I started to explore it more and more. So then what was happening for me was as that connection deepened, I realized 
when I started to look into the science and the HeartMath Institute have done a massive amount of work on this over the last 25 years that actually going beyond the brain and connecting to the heart, the heart actually um, is much more than a pump. And they've been able to measure this field of energy that actually resonates from the heart 60 to 80 times greater than what the brain uh, resonates as well. And that it's got uh, brain-like cells similar to the brain within the heart as well. And that's a communication. What they realize, that's the intuitive self from that. So you can actually develop that like a muscle and develop the connection from the heart to the brain. So we start sending more and more information from the heart to the brain. So you start having this instantaneous thought, this instantaneous knowing and feeling, which is known as intuition self, and start honoring that. So it's like, for me, it's like getting actually information beyond the mind into a universal field of energy that is information. So when it comes to these things, I've, I was able to sell 180 Nutrition, move into this work by actually honoring that way of thinking more than my conditioned analytical mind thinking. And then I built a relationship with the both of them that so I was actually acting upon what actually felt right more than what just thought right. Because every time I thought, quite often, I'd come up against my own cultural beliefs, my own my old identity, and then I would start self-sabotaging. But if I started to condition a practice that came from the heart, not the mind, essentially, I was getting a very different response. And, you know, when I look back in reflection now, it was I just look at it as honoring my truth, honoring what actually wants to come through and, and being not afraid to live from that place. So. So, Guy, um, you just mentioned analytical mind thinking. Mm-hmm. And this is the place that uh, a lot of people are in and a lot of people are in somewhat automatically. Um, and again, I've seen you weave your magic, particularly through breath work, meditation and ice baths. And I know that some people are listening going, yep, God, I've, I've got this. I am I am in analytical mind thinking and this, this heart-based thinking is a great idea, but it seems like a fantasy at the moment. So I would love for you to share with people um, the impact that breath work, meditation, um, cold exposure, any of these uh, vehicles, um, just the effectiveness of them, how you how you have found that on a personal level and in observation with others. Because I know if people are going, oh, I, I'm wondering if I come along to Byron Bay and see Guy Weavy's magic and do all of this. Well, uh, can you share with people that um, – breathwork, meditation, cold water exposure and other things as a way to get out of analytic mind thinking? Because I think that's what a lot of people get stuck on is, how do I do it? Yeah, totally. And at the end of the day, there's a couple of points I want to raise as well. There's nothing wrong with the analytical thinking. We, We need that. We function in society from that. But for me, it's about creating the balance between the both. Okay. And, and how do we get there? And how do we just switch off that mind and become the observer of our thoughts and not actually buying into our thoughts for a little while. And if you think about what's the number one job of the body, it's to keep you safe, it's to keep you alive. And quite often we we rely so dependently on the thinking mind because it gives us a sense of control, sense of safety, a sense of security. And we lean sometimes too much into that. And then it doesn't allow us to have the very things that we want in our life. So how do we do it? 
we need to get into the body and we can actually, by doing these different modalities, in some respects, we're actually stressing the body, which sounds counterproductive, but it's like stressing the body when going to the gym or stressing the body when you go to the stairs, you know, a stairs run or something. If you can create a response and then create an adaptation after, because they say you don't get fitter and stronger from working out, you get fitter and stronger from recovering from working out and then that's where the adaptation starts to happen and that's how we want to get into the nervous system because the nervous system is the filter between how we perceive reality filtering through the nervous system to the information we actually give the body so if we can get into the nervous system and evolve the adaptation there then we can start to create a very different response and work from the body out into the way we're being into how we start to perceive situation so eventually the external instead of waiting for external response to influence the way we feel we can actually influence the way we feel from the way we are being moment to moment by having the practices in place and honoring the feelings that come through and not get too hung up on them or actually avoid them as well so when it comes to say ice bath the cold exposure or um, breath work they're kind of mechanical processes that you can do and the body has to adapt physically because you can, you know, you can stress the body through the breath by doing different breathing modalities. But then it's the response on the nervous system that we're after when you start doing that, when you start doing these forced um, activities. And then from that, we can then get the response we're after. And then it's about finding that load response and incorporating in these practices in our life not going getting too excited doing them every day like i jump in an ice bath once a week it's perfect you know if i'm overstressed or if i'm overtired and i'm already burnt out i kind of don't jump in for so long you know what i mean it's you start finding that balance within it and they are they are wonderful tools along with other modalities that you can bring in to support one state of being and then over time you can and look back over, especially over a 12 months, 18 months period. It's night and day of of how you can uh, transform one's state of being. I'm very uh, interested in this guy. Obviously, Wim Hof has been doing these ice baths since the wellness guys were going. You know, and so like for me, I'm thinking yes, but inside my body, inside my operating system, inside my RAM right now, I'm going. I love warmth. Like, if I want to move from Melbourne, I'm moving north. Like, I'm not moving, moving any further south, you know. Like, I want to get up past Byron Bay where it's actually warmer. And you're saying that I can be better if I jump in an ice bath. My Myself is saying, don't listen to Guy. And so I'm thinking I'd rather do the breath work. Can I get the same result from breath as I would from ice? Or do I need to have good breath and good ice at the same time? Or can they are they interchangeable? Or Great are, question. Great you know, question. I'm a path of least resistance kind of guy, you know? Yeah, look, <laughs> and I think 99% of the people listening to this. Are there. Now, first of all, let me just say, I've I, I, I put my 75-year-old mother in an ice bath, and she did it for two minutes, you know? And uh, and she was scared before she came in, and then she was addicted when she came out. <laughs> really? So, so there's definitely a perception around it, for, for instance. What what and, else and, do you put in your eyes? That sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, and this is what it comes back to. I don't think um, there really is any magic pill. There is no one modality. You know, I I, I genuinely feel it's about 
seeing what works for you over the long term. I really do. And if and if an ice bath isn't your gig, then it isn't your gig. But it's only not your gig unless you've tried it once or twice first. Yeah, and very cool. See, very see cool. How it feels That's like Brussels sprouts, right? I get it. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Um, I always feel compelled because I'm a little bit obsessed with the context behind Wim Hof and the ice baths, and for, particularly for people that are listening or watching this, um, that are that, that I love your question, Damo. I love it when you just ask really honest questions. So good. So Wim Hof's wife died. Uh, they had four children, and Wim Hof became uh, a single dad with four kids, and. When he's asked about this, which I don't think is often enough because I think it's a very powerful story, uh, he tells people that his kids helped him survive and nature is what healed him. Hmm. And I think it's so important because a lot of people go, well, you know, Wim Hof does it, why can't I? Wim Wim Hof lost his wife. He was so grief-stricken that he needed something like cold exposure to allow him to be in the present moment mm-hmm. and many of us have varied layers of grief and trauma that we haven't quite dealt with or acknowledged over our life and it may not have been that our spouse died but i just think it's really important that and i love what you both said here and i just want to give the context like there is a reason why wim hof is magnificently obsessed with cold exposure he has experienced a lot of trauma and pain in his life and i think if that context was shared more um people would I suppose understand it a bit more. Mm. 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 So yeah. anyway, so I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer on <laughs> <laughs> No, well here I am just like I've come right down and I'm thinking about that. That's pretty rough. But um well, I, I just think but you know, like, it, Yeah, sorry, Damo. No, it's great. Like I think I think it's incredible that he discovered that that would bring him back into that that you know, that calm state or that parasympathetic state or whatever it is, because I think you've got to go into sympathetic like to do that to survive ice, right? You have to go into sympathetics, mm. but the flip of that, the the ebb of that, or the flow of that, whatever it is, um, would be that you would go into parasympathetics. So that was that calming, restorative, you know, rest and digest kind of state where maybe um, that engages other parts of the brain to um, to heal. So that's interesting, and I didn't know that, PC. That's a good story. Mm. No, it doesn't get shared often enough. I just think it's a yeah, it's 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 absolutely. Um, Fascinating. Uh, Guy, we could talk forever, but we are going to talk could. for a long time in Byron Bay together. Damo's going to come up here. I'm telling Damo to move up here, but he won't. He's as Melbourneian as they come. It's just um, if you had, if, if Punt Road was near you, I would be there in a heartbeat. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand. But, uh, Guy, we are absolutely thrilled to have you join us at the 100 Not Out Longevity Experience in Byron Bay in May uh you are a wealth of information again having seen you weave your magic i know you had cindy o'meara and kim morrison attend your uh living flow retreat recently um i know kim and cindy have been in the uh, ice bath with you and uh thoroughly enjoyed it i could actually say i think that would actually almost be the term that they would use but um we are absolutely thrilled to have you join us we're not going to tell everyone exactly what activities we'll be doing with guy he's got a number of tricks up his sleeve a number of tools in his belt uh but if you would love to join us with guy uh damo and myself uh may 16 to 22 application over at 100 notout.com damo i haven't told you before we wrap it up 
Cynthia Bevan, one of our Icardian Aphrodites, has applied to join us. I haven't spoken to her in person yet. I'm calling her tonight once the kids are in bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, That'd be great to Cynthia see her again. Applied. And um, shout out to Vivian Dean, who is an avid listener of 100 Not Out. She I saw love the Viv. dates. Love Viv. And she was said. She said, "I'm spewing. I wish I could be there because I am actually in Southeast Queensland." a couple of days before it starts, and then I'm flying home to run the Great Ocean Road Marathon. And if you're not running the Great Ocean Road Marathon in 2021, you are able to come (laughs) to Byron Bay. But Vivian Dean, uh, she can't wait to come to another one. She's got marathons to run. Um, But again, Guy, we cannot wait to have you join us. For all information on Guy, head on over to Instagram. Uh, He's Guy H. Lawrence. That's L-A-W. And uh, go to his website, guylawrence.com.au. Listen to his wonderful podcast. I know we've hit over a billion downloads. I don't know if you knew this, Damo. Guys had 10 billion downloads of, uh, wow. of the Let It In podcast. Uh, Bruce Lipton's already had 100 million downloads in a couple of days. Michael Sandler. Uh, oh, Michael Beckwith, the Reverend Michael Beckwith. For anyone that watched The Secret all those years ago, yep. I just love Reverend Michael Beckwith. And yep. I see, Guy, that he's chopped off his hair. Those long black locks have disappeared. God. Wow. He's had that haircut for a while, I believe. Yeah, I'm a bit Johnny come lately on that one, but I saw it on your Instagram. Uh, but you've got some great interviews on there. I have thoroughly enjoyed listening to your podcast, Guy, and uh, we love your work. So, listeners, head on over to guylawrence.com.au. You'll get all the information there. And his retreats, liveinflow.co. Guy, you're a gem. You're a great man. You're a wonderful dad, an incredible husband. We thank you for joining us on 100 Not Out. Thank you, gentlemen. Damo, as always, thank you. Great man. Yes, thank you too, Piercy. Great questions and uh, great guest. Thanks for coming back on, Guy. Terrific to have yes. you. Yes. Speaking of great guests, next week, Pam Brook, founder of Brook Farm, who's written a great new book. Brook has written a book, We Can All Eat That. Mm-hmm. That is coming up on episode 419. And then I reckon episode four. Second best muesli company in the world. Yeah, only a smidge behind Forage. Yeah. Which is a legacy muesli company. That's where I was going. That's it. Yeah. Um. And episode 420 will be Arna Rubenstein, oh, uh, Making of Men, Rites of Passage. That's yeah. so good. And I love Arna. How good's Arna? We this love Arna. Legend. There's a yeah. lot of love for Arna. Yeah. Not just boy to man to elder, not just girl to woman to elder, but we'll be discussing elder shame and Ooh. really think about it. As people get older, their self-esteem declines, and 100%. we're going to arrest that pattern good. with Arna Rubenstein. Good. I love that. And um, it's going to be a fascinating conversation that's coming up in the next week or two. Damo, uh, thanks for your wisdom. Uh, for more info on Damo, folks, head on over to damienchristoff.com, myself, marcuspierce.com.au. And until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.